Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball for Thursday, January 11th. Because, Jared, it looks like uh, we are going to have our first 0-3 show yesterday. Mm. Um, in quite a while, we, uh, I think going back the last week and a half, we're 14-7. and seven. So uh, I guess, you know, uh, Mama said there'd be days like this, right? Yeah, that that's exactly right. And for, you know, some people, we've turned the page on 2024. College football is officially over. I mean, it's basically baseball season, right? I mean, yeah. We've got a little bit of college basketball left. Wait, do we turn the page on 2024, or 2023? Where? What year are we? I don't even know what... Are, we've, I mean, are, are we going to 2025 even? I mean, where, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. What is, what is time, as we like what to say? What is time? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and we talk about this a lot. I don't know how many people are new. I know we get new people all the time, you know, via, you know, YouTube search, search stuff like that. So I, I don't want to, like, say the same things and, and preach the same, you know, sermons over and over again. But I, but I do want to make sure for new people, you know, we talk a lot about uh, – you know, a third of the games are going to be just easy winners. A third of the games are going to be easy losers. We're kind of worried about that middle third. And what that means is a lot of games are just kind of, they are what they are. And no analysis you do is going to matter. Uh, it's just one side got hot, one side played well, or everybody just hit their shots or didn't. Um, and so that kind of is going to create some situations like this. And I like to tell people, hey, if we go 3-0, and we're not geniuses. And if we go in three, we're not morons. And, and it works both ways. The 14-7 and seven stretch we had before that, you know, um, it's probably probably some some better variants that we picked and the 0-3 here, you know, um, and not so much, but, but it kind of is what it is. And, uh, you know, we took a shot with Oklahoma. They're going to fall just short. Uh, Tennessee was in a nail biter uh, at the very end and just couldn't quite get over the hump. Uh, so we're kind of right there on, on all of them. Uh, but because uh, we, we were talking and uh, we, we've got eight best bets for Thursday and and we're going to go eight now. So yeah. I mean, it's, this, already, it's already written. Best I felt about a slate in, in a while. And, and and I tend to agree with you. I, I do like a lot of what we have here. Um, got three free picks on the three biggest of the best bets, and then four more best bets. You can see they're on screen, plus the play of the day. Play of the day is still rock and roll, and the season-long ROI on all of the plays of the day is still at 17% mm. on a sample size, nearing 100 games. So, I mean, mm. um, that right there is worth the price of admission, whether yeah. you're getting it via Black Book Sports, link in the show description, or on – uh, Dub Club, and again, if you want that free trial, come check us out on Dub Club. You know, we did not do. Uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle this week uh, for some of the uh, some of the picks, but again, we're still working with um, A grade totals are up 13 units on the season. A grade money lines are up five unit five and a half units on the season still. So um, we're still working with some some pretty good stuff. College basketball is a hard sport, and uh, I, I'm still very optimistic. Uh, about everything come check us out over on dub club and and see what you like that's the biggest thing is we're all about transparency and if things are struggling we'll talk about it if things are great we'll talk about it um you know we, we never try to get too high but we try to realize that um unfortunately we can't win every single day we can't win every single week we try to win every single week we almost pulled it off in the nfl i don't know how <laughs> um, but uh you know and i tweeted about this too with the nfl uh and again the nfl picks come with that dub club trial it's not just college basketball so there's just no reason not to sign up and see what we like here for the divisional round but uh you know i said this all season with the nfl and i was looking at it and the roi on the a grade sides was still in the double digit percent in the second half of the year totals we made more on the second half in the first half and by the halfway point i was like there's no way our second half is going to be this good and like sure enough it basically was so i mean um 
no reason again not to check us out there for the NFL picks and all the college basketball stuff. We have a great d- Discord community. We have a lot of fun over there. A lot of gifs, gifs or whatever we're supposed to call those those things. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but we, we we have eight picks we like. Cousin Jerry, the, the last thing I just want to talk about. You know, we 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 talk about we like these picks. These are our favorite picks. Confidence, etc. Um, y- you and I we joke. You know one of these specific picks that we're going to talk about in the free show is a lock. It's not right. We're just, we're just being yeah. silly. We, yeah. we will talk about specifically, you know, the, the mountains of dollars this team has made us, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're going to win this game. And that's why we preach responsible betting with regards to never putting more than 5% of your bankroll one pick, typically never more than three uh, on one pick, you know, keeping it so insane. That way, if you have a down day, you lose a little bit, but that's okay. You come back the next day and that way, um, you know, it's slow and steady increases we're not trying to hit the lottery uh here and so we do like these picks but you never really know what's going to happen in one game our confidence comes in the large sample size totality of picks 100 picks not one so all those things just of course keep in the back of your mind with that said our favorite picks in the best games one of the better games florida atlantic at tulane uh better games because this one should be a lot of fun because look at the Number nine offense, number 44 offense, and look at the defenses, less good. If you like points, well, this is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Atlantic, slightly below average pace, but when you talk about the scaling system here, and again, for everyone who's new, what the grades are 100 is average, higher means more points, that means higher offense, better, higher defense, worse, higher pace, more points, faster. Um, so it's really right around 100 is pretty average. They're middle of the pack. Uh, you know, Tulane, very, very fast. We'll try to get turnovers. Uh, that'll speed things up. When they miss, they'll give up some uh, quick buckets either way. They want to shoot quick in the shot clock. All those things that make for the fast type of games. And with Florida Atlantic's offense, this is a recipe for points. Model says 172.8. We're going to go over 162. Uh, Cousin Jared, we've been profitable with A-grade overs and A-grade unders so far this year. And part of the reason why is the books have kind of missed that it's easier to speed a team up than slow a team down. We've talked about it a lot this year. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we're just kind of running through the greatest hits of of all the points we've made all season here in this over. Um, They aren't all going to win, but we have hit hit these at a good enough clip to be profitable. So I don't see any reason why we quit it here. uh, Cousin Jordan, tell us more. Yeah. So, I mean, Tulane, pretty obvious here. Good good defense, uh, or good offense, bad defense, uh, fast pace. I like them playing at home too. I I, I like uh, playing at home, I think, gives them more of an advantage to potentially controlling the pace of this game florida atlantic um two things recently they haven't put up too many points but or or the games haven't been too high scoring but they played charlotte east carolina as of recent uh, and florida gulf coast teams that are not known for scoring a lot of points so if you look at their recent scores i would say look at who they've also played against in those games uh but then let's look at the flip side of that let's go uh, look at games where they have played other teams with good offenses and like to get up and down the court. And how can we forget the game against Arizona? They went to double overtime mm-hmm. where there was almost 200 points uh, in that game. Uh, they also played Illinois in regulation to 188 points. They played Charleston to 164 points. I think that you're going to get something uh, very similar to that Charleston game um, in, in this Florida Atlantic Tulane game. So uh, Tulane tries to go fast and Florida Atlantic has one of the best offenses in the country. We have seen as conference play started that uh, 
the defenses have tended to play a little bit better, um, or at least the games might have been a little bit more scoring, a little more low scoring. Uh, this ain't going to be one of those times. Uh, <laughs> and, not fret about these two teams. Yes, and of course, as we talk about with every game, right, there's the third of games that are just teams are going to get hot or third of games are, that are just not. So uh, what we like about this is if it plays out in a normal fashion where you don't have anything too crazy, right? And, and if one team goes two of 30 from three, you know, you just kind of say like, whatever, like it doesn't, mm-hmm. whether it's a side or a total, you're just like, it is what it is. You just move on with life because no one's going to predict that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if it's a normal type game where they're hitting their normal threes, that sort of thing, yeah, like you said, there's no reason to fret. The, the fretting is just the random stuff that you can't control, which is just, like I said, two of 30 from three. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, that's of course, how you can lose any bet. And that's why nobody's winning 75, 80%, right? Because that sort of mm-hmm. stuff will get everybody. There's just that variance. Um, yeah. But absolutely, I think that Arizona game is a really good comparison. And, and when you compare Tulane and Arizona, you say, you know, obviously, Tulane's offense is not as good. Um, but the drop off from Arizona's defense to Tulane's defense is way more. Yeah, yeah. And so that game, uh, I did need a couple double overtimes to get up to that range, but I think it was around 150 or so in regulation. And there easily would be 15, 20 more points scored, in my opinion, just given from Florida Atlantic, given that, that Arizona's defense is actually good and like really good like top five good potentially and Tulane's defense is pretty terrible and so that right there should help and like you said it's nice that the it's always nice when the road team has a great offense you can trust to travel uh and the home team has the weaker offense because then you kind of feel like there's a better chance of both offenses showing up uh and getting us over this number over 162 a grade pick in Florida Atlantic Tulane one of the better games especially in the early slot as we always talk about Thursdays have a lot of later games a lot of teams further west playing, and that's why we're only doing that one 7 p.m. game moving to 8 p.m. Um, I did every time. Uh, here's your dub club thing. If you sign up on dub club. Everyone should know this, right? Free trial. There's no reason not to show up. This is what you get every game. So here's your one for Florida Atlantic Tulane. You can pause, of course, and see, but the model predicts an average of 90, 91 or so for Florida Atlantic and Tulane to get about 82. You can see the thresholds needed for A-grade money lines, probabilities, what it thinks the spread should be. It says it should be Florida Atlantic by 8.2. Um, paces and efficiencies and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, 8 p.m., <laughs> South Dakota State and St. Thomas. Um, Cousin Jared, you know, St. Thomas is the team we've, we talked that we were talking about earlier that, that we said it's already in the bag. It's already a lock, right? And, and we're being facetious about that. You know, there are no locks in gambling mm-hmm. uh, other than maybe, uh, you know, Alabama to beat, uh, you know, Mississippi Valley State. Right, yeah. that's a lock. Um, yeah. But the problem yeah. is, is you're gonna have to play like, you know, a whole island to win a dollar, basically, um, <laughs> for for that one. Um, I don't know what else to say about St. Thomas. If if someone's new, because what are the highlights that we want to say about St. Thomas and sing their praises? Because someone's been here for a while, they're like, we know, and 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 they're they're thinking about making donations to St. Thomas as well because of mm-hmm. how good they've been to them, like, like, like we are. Um, but if someone's new, like, what do we even say about this team? They're just underrated. I don't know. I feel like I'm just saying the same things over and over. The market keeps disrespecting them. We're going to back them at minus 125. A great pick model says they win 70% of the time. What do you got? I mean, you've brought this up on, on the show before, but it, it's like at some point you would think, the, the value with St. Thomas has to like, okay, like I'm not even going to talk about St. Thomas basketball team. Um, so like at some <laughs> point you would say that like the value has to go away. The books are going to catch up. And in 
90, 95% of cases. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is true. The, yep. the books usually catch up. You're playing, you're riding one team for a few weeks and then they kind of catch up. You're off of them for a while. You fade them, you go back being on them. That's just kind of how, how it goes. Yep. But I could probably come up with one example in each sport where it just doesn't happen. It, it just does not catch up for whatever reason. And I don't know what it is because some of the other examples that I could think of were um, the NFL with like the dolphins, just like for some reason, dolphins, just insane value on the dolphins every week. Or I go back and think about, uh, I was thinking for this NFL season, I was thinking about the chiefs unders where they, the books just refused. And I don't know if that was the way the betters were treating them or what just refused to be like, this offense isn't good. The defense is, and the totals were off by like a touchdown, like every single game. It's yep. Yep, that's a good example. Um, you know, we, you, we like to talk about this. Uh, Twenty was it twenty twenty one Seattle Mariners, twenty twenty two Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Um, the team that we don't talk about, also that season, the Guardians. The, the Guardians, uh, yeah, yeah, that season also were super good to us. The, the, and, the Guardians were, were as good to us in that season, probably better than any one team was in twenty twenty three. We didn't find that team in twenty twenty three that that the books just missed, and and unfortunately, that's then that happens too. It, it, with thirty teams in a pro league, you'll have it yes. where they won't even they won't. Yes. It'll be zero teams. And yes. that season had two, and then the next season had none, and that's just the way it goes, right? But but it's so rare and weird when it happens. Or 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 Iowa football, Iowa yeah. football, yeah, like just Iowa football. or just or backing either way, we're backing them. Like everybody's like they can't yeah. play that way and win. It's like yes, they can. Like they we've got play. years and years of data that tells us yeah. they can play like this and win. Anyway, where I'm going with this is uh, that was this is a lot of long conversation, not about St. Thomas basketball. Um, but the point is, is that there are isolated times where the books just never catch up to a team and we're january 10th you know we're only two months into the season they still got time to catch up but as of right now the books have not caught up to st thomas and i will be writing them if sideline says they're an a grade sideline says they're a b grade i am going to be writing them until it yeah until it until it's like no it's it's going too far yeah. And, and I completely agree with you. And the, the last thing I'll just say about that is just as a reminder, people with, with Iowa football, they didn't win every single game, but they won a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mariners that year, the Guardians that year, they obviously didn't win every single game, but they won a ton of them. And even with those teams with, with baseball specifically, we weren't backing them every game. We were just backing them like five or six times a week. And they tended to win like four of the five or something like that. And uh, that's the thing, right? The St. Thomas is not going to win out the rest of the season, but at least until it catches up, I'm perfectly fine backing them and just be like, Hey, we know they're going to lose randomly. One of them. That's okay. They're gonna have an off night, but we've made so much off of them until the books align with where the model is on this one. I just don't see any reason why we should be backing them. It's, it's really that straightforward. We did talk a lot, not about basketball. And so if you're, if you're new here, right, we, we like to talk about how sports betting is math. And yeah. uh, that's, of course, my specialty. I have a PhD in statistics. Um, and one of the reasons I think we do so with model money lines is it's probability. People don't mm. like or do all well probability, but it's, it's, it's probability math. That's what a lot of sports betting is. And, and I, ironically enough, um, my sister-in-law is a, a math teacher. And this, she told me the other day they were covering probability that day. And I said, probability is my least favorite part of math. <laughs> you can hear me talk about it three times a week. <laughs> so there you yep. go. There you go. All right. Uh, moving to the light one, 9 p.m. Eastern, UCLA and Utah. And uh, Cousin Jared, you kind of end up with the days mostly with, with our schedules doing the, the shows where you get the weaker slates. You don't get to talk about the bigger schools. Uh, we do get some Pac-12 games here. We get a lot of the West Coast games, a lot of the Big West uh, plays, you know, Thursday, Saturday, the uh, uh, the Summit, which is a little bit further west. Of course, we just talked about um, a couple of the 
you know, Western, West, the WCC, I think, plays a lot on Thursday, Saturday. And Pac-12 kind of splits. They do some Thursday, Saturday, some Friday, Sunday. Everyone knows how those road trips work, which is very unique yeah. and very fun. Unfortunately, RIP, Pac-12. Um, yeah. You know, Jake usually gets the nights that have the bigger games and the bigger schools. I would love to hear his take on this UCLA team because what in the world? Let's get back to basketball now. Um, we'll, yeah. come, we'll come back to the math. Um, what in the world do you see LA like that yeah. offense is just terrible? Yeah. They still got a good defense, but I mean, they've played down to their competition uh, and or are just offensively inept. And, you know, the teams that they should be beating, you know, 70 to, to 60, they're losing 60 to 55 to because they just can't score. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind. Um because you know, the, the thing I just want to mention with this is that going to Utah on these road trips is very, very tough. The elevation, mm-hmm. um, you know, the distance, the Pac-12, so Pac-12 is some of the biggest home court edges of college basketball because the distance you travel is a lot. You're traveling a lot in college basketball. You're not quite traveling as luxuriously as you are in even the big schools as football uh, because you're just you're taking away more trips. You don't have the money to, to, to do that like, like you would football quite the same way. Um, these are tough road trips. Utah is a tough place to play uh, with UCLA's offense. You know, if they go cold at all, and they should, if history is any indication, <laughs> that's yep. going to make Utah have a pretty easy chance of being one of those home teams that runs away with it. We talked about A grade spreads really kind of struggled early on. I did some, you know, pulled them, kind of made them all B grades, did some reformulations, looked at some things, kind of, you know, tried to figure out what's going on with them. Now they're come back really strong here the last couple of weeks. This is an A grade spread play that I love, laying nine and a half with Utah. It's more likely than not they win by double digits. Um, someone on Twitter posted this. Uh, I think it was Dan Zaborski, who, who's big on baseball. He's the guy who created the Zips projections. If if okay. any of you out there are familiar with that, mm-hmm. what Utah by fourteen point three means is not um, anything. We're not trying to predict that Utah by fourteen. That's not exactly what we think. We're not trying to for- predict that because we don't know what's going to happen in one game. What we're saying is it's just as likely that they win by more than fourteen point three <laughs> as they do less than. 14.3 that ignore the decimal that, that's fun with math um what does that mean well if it's 50 percent that they win by 14 or more then you can imagine the probability that they win by 10 or more is much higher than 50 percent, and that's what makes this a good place that this is probably somewhere around uh in the upper 50 percent to hit according to sideline uh usually just hasn't been that good and there's really no reason not to fade them at this point i feel like um until the sports books just realize just how about there? My hunch is the reason that we're getting value fitting UCLA here is the same reason we talk about the Chiefs in the NFL. A mm-hmm. lot of people like UCLA. A lot of people watch UCLA. And I think people are having a hard time just accepting that this team is not very good. Similar to us having an A grid play on Georgia last night, mm-hmm. beating Arkansas, where we said there's probably just a lot of people having a hard time understanding that Arkansas is just not a good basketball team this year. Mm-hmm. Same thing with UCLA. So let's take advantage of it here. We got Georgia on Wednesday night. Let's see if we can get you. Talk here on Thursday night. Cousin Jared, what are your thoughts? So we're to everybody's favorite part of the show where I read off scores. Um, here is the number of points that Utah has scored at home this season in, in, in home games. 101, 82, 78, 88, 73, 76, 85, 80, 95. Let's go back to the 73. That was the lowest points that they have scored at home this season was has UCLA scored 73 in a game all season who cares I I I, I no <laughs> probably probably not, probably not. Um, uh, if uh, they have scored 75 78 against Long Island 76 mm-hmm. against Chaminade 
Um, after that, no. Shot, up, 76 against Shomalad's bad. Yeah, they put up 72 against uh, Cal State Northridge, mm-hmm. uh, who, who who we may be talking who, about who, later, Devil who, Clovers. Who, and who, who beat them, by the way. Yes, outright. yes. Yeah, who, who beat them. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, but you, you kind of see where I'm going with this. Yeah. Uh, 73 was the lowest points that Utah has scored at home. That was against a BYU team that we mm-hmm. think is very good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like BYU's offense gets a lot of the credit as it should when it's as good as it is. But according to uh, sideline, BYU also has the seventh rated defense in the country. BYU, just an overall good team. And mm-hmm. Utah still managed to put up 73 points on, on BYU at home. Uh, UCLA's defense is good. It's not BYU level mm-hmm. good. I think that Utah is going to put up at least 75, 78 points in this game, maybe 80. And what's UCLA going to do? Yeah, I, I mean, I just don't see – I think 70 was a good point. I, I don't see UCLA getting to, to 70 points, and I see Utah getting to the upper 70s. Yeah, um, and for those of you who, who, you know, again, I'm not trying to say that sideline is perfect. It's not. All models are wrong. Uh, you'll hear me say that a lot. Some models are useful. Um, we think we have a useful model, but you look at something like Kim Palm, which is a pretty respected model. They've got uh, over at Kim Palm, they've got BYU at uh, number eleven in defense. Uh, so we're not we're not crazy with saying that BYU's got a good defense. Um, you know, we talk about UCLA as well. They just have struggled so much to score and against any competent defense. And again, as you can see on screen with the rating for Utah, a competent defense. Um, those are the types of teams that UCLA's put up 50 mid sixties on. I mean, I would, I would say that I expect UCLA to score about, you know, 60 ish points. Mm-hmm. You'd expect Utah to score mid upper seventies. And that's just thinking through it logically. I actually don't even know the projection. I'm going to look right now at what the model says the projection is uh, model projects 75.6 to 61.3, which is kind of where I said like UCLA around yeah. 60, like UCLA's had a lot of games against teams like Utah on the road or, or neutral side where they've scored 50 something. Uh, and they've had a few that they've gotten in the mid 60s, but about 60 for them, like you said, mid upper 70s for Utah. Again, same caveats, right? You know, anything can happen in one game if one team gets hot or cold or whatever, right? So we talk about those things happen in the long run, that'll balance out. Assuming we have a normalish game where there's not something you look at the box score and you're like, whoa, what the heck happened here? Utah should handle their business and win this one pretty handily. These are tough road yep. trips, yep. Uh, both to Utah and Colorado, the two notorious. Notoriously tough ones. Um, so we're gonna back the Utes here minus nine and a half a and, grade. And, and that that doesn't even account. So I, I agree it is tough to go to Utah and play. I think Utah, I'm I'm on watch for this after the 12 point loss to Arizona State on the road last week. Utah itself may get a bump playing at home. So not only kind of the downgrade you get from the traveling team, but I think Utah gets a a more substantial bump than most teams by by playing at home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is the weird week where the teams do the crisscross thing, mm-hmm. where Utah um, then goes to Stanford on Sunday, and Colorado is playing at Cal right now, and then I think like goes home and like play yeah. like they. This is the weird crisscrossy one. It's the one time yeah. a year where it or, or one of two times a year I think where like it doesn't play the normal. Road yeah. trips, and so the, we we have to talk about the second game as well being really tough yeah. with that. But none of that really matters that it's the weird crisscross thing for this game because the first one's still tough at the altitude, yeah. and like you said, Utah, yeah. uh, just a much better team at home. And like we said, the home court edges in the Pac-12 are huge. That's why we like yeah. the Utes that win big A grade pick. 
There's your recap. Again, you can join us for the extended cut, which we affectionately call Study Hall. It also is an ad-free version. If that interests you, get other A-grade picks and, of course, the play of the day, which, again, is worth the price of mission by itself. Because, Jordan, we should really start playing the play of the day at, like, a higher unit level, but, you know. Don't worry. I, I convinced myself uh, to – I didn't do it, thankfully, but I was like, why am I not playing this – Holy Cross Navy under at like double the amount because I am so confident this game's going mm. under. And then it got to 150 points. And so that's 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 why. Hey, but at least for me personally, good news is I, I did actually play at double amount the play of the day under, which was Jacksonville State Liberty, which you, okay. you loved. And we talked from yeah. the start. You were like, oh my gosh, this yeah. Liberty under. I'm loving it. Yeah. And uh, it, it, we got under 128 and a half. I think the game had 112 points in it. If mm. I remember mm-hmm. correctly on that and the model projected 120 so the model was like well you're way off and it actually went under with the model yeah. uh from that one so uh, again a lot of benefits over there on dub club sign up link in the show description it'll take you right to the page free one week trial come check it out see if you like it again we have a lot of fun over there in the discord uh if we're helping you make money help support us we really appreciate uh your patronage otherwise cousin jared before we take a 60 second pause for some uh, instructions, I don't know, notes, I don't know, whatever you want to read through what the music's playing. What would you like to tell the people? I got nothing. Got nothing. All right. Well, let's do it then. We hopefully, as always, hopefully we see you on the other side of the music. <laughs> 